So we are so excited. Um, as Beck mentioned, it's My Story Month. Um, we have a couple who are coming up who um, I, w- I know very well. Um, are they coming up? Oh, come up, Sam and Chloe. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, Sam is my brother. And this is his beautiful wife, Chloe. Um, and I'll just give you a, I just was th- remembering back, like, you know, to our childhood just before. And, I mean, I'm a far more chilled person now, but I think growing up, my other brother Caleb's here would attest that I was quite bossy. And I, I was the eldest and I took that very, very seriously. And one of the more frequent sayings in our household was, Sam, in the Bible, Hannah is Samuel's mother, so you must do what I say. <laughs> It got very weird very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'll just get my questions out. But, guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'll go first. Sure. Hello, I'm Sam. I haven't met all of you yet. Uh, We've been back in Coffs Harbour since February of this year. Chloe and I met at Bible College in C3 Sydney about... Seven years Seven ago. Seven years ago, <laughs> fell madly in love. Well, I did, and uh, it took her a while to come around. I thought it was pretty cute. <laughs> Actually, I do, Sam was living with us at the time, and I do remember him, John, I would remember as well. He came home and he said, so there's this girl. <laughs> She's way out of my league, but I'm going to give it a red hot crack. <laughs> so we, you know, being the supportive siblings, we were like, go Sam, you can and, do it. And John, I said, as someone who's experienced at punching way out of my leg. Let me give you some advice. So, yeah, we got here in February. We got a beautiful little boy, Ezekiel, who's fallen asleep on Papa's shoulder over there. Um, and we've joined the, this Coffs Harbour congregation. Well, I'll back up a slight bit. So, we grew up in Coffs, the, the Johnston family. We actually came to this church from about 99. And I'll get to my story later, but I basically dropped out of church in about 05 so i've actually sort of a re revisiting parishioner is that the right word whatever parishioner works we'll go with that so it's not the first time in c3 coughs i'm back but this is chloe's first time yeah. i'll let chloe speak yeah so i'm chloe um obviously sam's wife and um i'm originally from western australia um and then 10 years ago moved to Sydney to do C3 Bible College, which was amazing. And then in my last year, um, this guy came along mid-year and then <laughs> changed my world. <laughs> and then um, we've been married nearly six years in January. So yes, cool. it's very cool. Yeah, well done, guys. Um, so you guys also may have seen Chloe's face around. She's on quite a few ads. <laughs> So yeah, I, know. Just I actually got a text from someone yesterday saying, I was just watching YouTube and Chloe popped up. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so what do you guys do for, for work and for fun? <laughs> so at the moment, um, I'm a full-time mum to little Zeke. Um, back in Sydney before Zeke came along, um, I did home organising and then at one point I was just at a head office of a shoe company, which was really fun. And... Um, then I did a bit of like advertising stuff, which was really fun as yeah, well. Yes. Chloe is amazing. So someone told me, or I read it somewhere, I think parenting is really hard. 
And at the moment, she does most of it, and she's doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Uh, and she's about to launch a business around what she just said with that organising and decluttering service. So if anyone needs any services from Chloe, she's about to launch it. Uh, and I, on another with shameless my, plug front... Yeah, I was going to say, here's the second shameless plug. <laughs> uh, Vault Moving and Storage. We, Chloe and I purchased a business, Coffs Harbour Relocations, which is actually was two doors up. Uh, we've since moved... Um, and we've rebranded and it's a bit of a family affair. Hannah here has been launching our marketing and all our rebranding and she's been an amazing blessing and help with the business. Lil, Chloe's mum, helps me run the office. She keeps me centred and basically- Organised. Yeah, puts <laughs> yeah. out all, my, all the trail of destruction I leave in front of her. Um, and I actually have one of the boys who works with us, Pom, here today, which is an absolute blessing. Yeah, welcome, and Pom. We love, so if we you, love Pommy. If you need any moving or storage, um, <laughs> Please let us know. All right. We've covered those questions. Great. <laughs> um, so why do you think being connected to a local church is so important? And I guess because you're back and you are connected to a local church. So how has it been coming from Sydney, coming back to Coffs Harbour and being involved? I think being involved in a local church is so important because... Um, we're not supposed to do life alone, we're supposed to do it in community. And so it's so important that um, we're here because I think when you're physically here in community, you actually inspire each other. And we, like, you might be having a really bad day and then you see somebody just worshipping their heart out and you go, you know what, I need to do that. This is what I need right now. And, and just inspiring each other and I think that sense of community is so vital and um, it's so biblical yeah. because Jesus said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. So we're like not supposed to, it's not like, I'm the vine, you're one branch, that's it. It's, nope. We're connected. So, true. so yeah. So good. Um, and Sammy, the second half of that question, um, what do you love most about being involved in church? Mm. Well, it's more on the same theme there, that community is just paramount to uh, not just a successful but a flourishing walk with Jesus and to be able to encourage one another and celebrate the wins and, and encourage people in the challenging times is so important. And we actually were fortunate to come from a similar size congregation in Sydney. We, we went to the Manly service. So this is actually a very similar size and vibe in that it's very localised and, and community based. So uh, we absolutely love it. And we've been able to meet a lot of you guys and love to get to know the rest of you who I haven't met or we haven't met. But yeah, it's been, it really is so important and the benefits. Do you know, um, actually, just 100% agree with that. I remember hearing recently on the radio that they were interviewing one of the like um, Labor Party politicians asking like, you know, why are we so fragmented as a society? And I was so like taken aback by her answer. She said, you know, and not being a Christian herself, she said when you look at the, um, the breakdown of community within churches, and she said, she called them religious organisations, but she said it's so important that we have religious organisations and community mm -hmm. to help people feel like they're part of something more than just themselves. So yeah, I thought incredible. that was amazing that yeah. she said that completely, you know, uh, nothing related to church, just yeah. talking about community as, and society mm -hmm. as a whole. Yeah, well. So. Yeah, well, just quickly on that, because Pastor Phil Pringle in Sydney, I remember him speaking about a Prime Minister, I can't remember which one, that he said, as a church, what can we do? And the Prime Minister, I don't think it was a Conservative one, I think it was a Labour one, said, family, keep 
your family together because that is what keeps us strong and in a church context that's so important because we are a big family yeah. Um, yeah. as well as made up of lots of little families so that's yeah. really interesting yeah. that yeah. the politicians get it you know yeah, yeah. it's so important um, so how did you guys come to faith um, so <laughs> I had to ask my parents this because I just remember being a little kid and I just remember growing up in church but um, dad was telling me yesterday that I think I was about three or four oh, and Chloe, so <laughs> I think he must have been talking about it or something and I said oh can I do that oh and um, <laughs> so he said yeah such an angel child <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah and we prayed a prayer together and then apparently I ran off and told my little brother and then he came in and said me too <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's so beautiful uh, that's amazing Chloe because I remember when I first met you one of the things that grasped me immediately was the purity that was just, just coming out of her. And I remember just like, that's why I felt so out of her, like, sorry, she felt so out of my league, was because I remember going, she's just stayed the course her whole life. And I remember thinking that was just such a, 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 an amazing thing in this world and this day and age. And it, it isn't my story, which I'll get to in a second. So I remember just, yeah, comment on that as the, the purity and the, the sincerity and earnest uh, nature of Chloe. So uh, I'm not as intelligent as Chloe, so I grew up in a Christian household as well. And <laughs> for one reason or another, I fell away from church, made some very poor decisions. And one of the poor decisions I made was around finance. I was, I was just driven by money. I was, I was very greedy and arrogant and self-centered. I just wanted to be this big shot businessman and and I, without God involved at all, just, I'll do it my way, I'll be fine. And, you know, I just had this, this, you know, blind ambition that was not guided or, or I didn't have much wisdom to it. So during this pursuit of, of money and, and, you know, this not nice feeling of being a successful businessman, I, I went into business with some partners and um, I wasn't a Christian at all at this point in my life. And I remember the... the, the it started to break down the, the relationship within the business started to break down and these guys um, sort of did a bit of the wrong thing by me and I remember I was really struggling and I felt so under attack and I was the, the business was struggling and I was like oh this is, you know, I wasn't meant to work I really want to be successful and I, and I remember um, dad my, my who's a pastor he's, he was constantly encouraging me but I didn't want anything to do with his encouragement no, keep that to yourself dad don't tell me about it pray for me in quiet uh, shut up go away <laughs> Um, and I remember going to him and he, again, I wasn't even in this necessarily spiritually vulnerable moment, but it, he obviously picked up on something that I didn't. And he, he looked at me and said, Sam, you're struggling. I said, oh, no, Dad, I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'll push through this. And he said, God's calling you. And I said, and I, I remember something just, just shifted in my spirit. And I remember the weight of the, the situation just really quite tangibly weighing on my heart in that moment. And I, I just something just shifted and and I, I did like it, I had this awakening moment of I've grown up in this Christian household with the truth. I understand the truth, but I ignored it. I mean, you can only resist it for so long. And this moment, um, he said, "No," I said, uh, and this, this moment, I said, "I said I'm lost." And he he looked at me and he said, "No, you're found." And I, I this this I, yeah, and we hugged and I had this embrace with my physical dad which embodied the spiritual and heavenly dad and then, and that from that moment onwards I it it was so real 
this grace and this this um, forgiveness, and I had really screwed up. I'd done some stupid things, and and this path to reconciliation, and I knew it was not going to be an overnight thing, but it was like I'm never going back, no matter what. I'm staying. I'm just. I don't expect this to be. A, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be the Apostle Paul. It's going to take a, a journey, and it's going to take some healing. And in my word, it did. But I remember that moment, and. It was, yeah, I remember, I'll never forget, and, I'll, I, and I, when I do stuff up, and I do, <laughs> I'll ask Chloe, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, I see it too, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't ask Hannah. <laughs> she knows just too kidding. much. <laughs> um, yeah, just, it, it, just this alignment of, it, you're going to follow Jesus, no matter what. You're going to follow him. You're going to stuff up, but you're going to follow him. You're not ever going to go backwards. You're going to move forward, and yeah, so that... That had been. It How old were been, you then? So I would have been. It was February 2011. So it's 10, just over 10 years. So it's 24, 20, 23, or 24 thereabouts. Wow. So yeah, um, and as I say, it, it was a journey of reconciliation, and that's what led me to Bible college, just to, to shift my environment um, and just plug in and just yeah, just go for Jesus with everything I had. Well, you've sort of answered the second question here as well then. So, and maybe Chloe, you'd like to share, but, you know, what have been some of the struggles that you have faced in life? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, that, that struggle was, yeah, what, that was what was the, the catalyst to, to, to shock me out of my stupidity, if you will. Of like, you need to figure out what's going on in your life because the direction you're going in is, is not good. So that, that struggle, and then there have obviously been other struggles along the way, and other ones before, but I, I suppose that one really was the one that mm. shook my foundation and what I thought um, you know, was good ideas. Now I look back, okay, so um, repeat the question, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what have been some of the struggles you've faced? I mean, maybe I'll give you a quick example. Mm. When, um, when you lived with us in Sydney mm. and John and Sam both found themselves unemployed and I would go to work and it was a, it was a struggle every day to time the tidying of the house with when I was going to be home so that I didn't think they had mm. just been sitting around all day. Mm. <laughs> no, just kidding. But what's, so, um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> so the question was what have some of, what have some of the real struggles been <laughs> but that you've not, faced? Not. So, I mean, you know, you have, you've, you've definitely... Um, identified like a, a major struggle that was the turning point for your life. I mean, I think as Christians, like you said, eyes on Jesus, but we sin and we fall mm. every day, you know, like the, where we struggle every day with some things. Like, Absolutely. Um, is, sure. there, is there something else you found that you've struggled with that you've overcome, maybe not as a huge catalyst, but as more of a, um, you know, a, a daily practice? Look, setting, and I know this is a constant struggle and just setting better routines in in your day-to-day trying to commit my day to Jesus I do struggle with because the moment I wake up I'm on my brains on and I want to get into it and and trying to remind myself that it's not about you Sam you know it's it's good that you want to do these things but just have a moment in the morning and just dedicate the day to Jesus so that that has been a constant uh, thing to rem- and I think I suppose it's, it's very true that a lot of um, when you're in such a fast-paced busy world that trying to find that moment of calm is is I think everyone can relate but 
Um, yeah, we're getting better at it. Chloe is an amazing and encouraging wife and she does constantly encourage me. What have you read, Sam? How, what, what part of the Bible are you up to? You know, can anything we can pray together about? And um, yeah, so just, you know, chipping away at it. It's, again, it's not this overnight thing where you wake up and then you're going to spend four hours in, in tongues the next morning. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so you... Um, and well, Chloe, have you, have you found the transition from... Um, you know, working single wife motherhood has has there been any struggles in the transition from not not being a mother to being a mother? Like definitely. Um, I think at points I'm like, what am I doing for this family? But then Sam's so gracious and he's so beautiful. He's like, you are a mother, and nobody can <laughs> nobody can mother your child like you can. So what you're doing is so important. I just want you to like. Bring up our kids in the house of the Lord. I want you're doing a great job, and I just go, oh, I love that. I love that about Sam. But um, I think, like going back to other struggles, um, like in our Christian walk, I think for me, um, like I, I, well, I think probably for everybody, like when you deal with like a loss, that's really hard. And um, a couple of years ago, my granddad passed away, and we had so much well I know I definitely did I felt like I had so much faith for his healing and um I know other people in our family did too and um I think just walking through that and I honestly was like if he doesn't get healed now he's going to be raised from the dead like because I just felt like God was going to do something there and I think just coming to terms that maybe that wasn't God's plan and we don't know why he passed away but like God's still good and coming back to that um, just realisation and knowing that God is still a healer even though he didn't do it here he's still a healer and his word says that he is and his word can't lie so um, just reminding ourselves or reminding myself um, that God is still true to who he is even though it doesn't always go the way that you had hoped that's amazing and because Vicky sort of touched on that as well you know like we don't understand why some things happen and why sometimes people are healed and aren't but you know again just reminds us keep our eyes on Jesus because you know he knows and we don't um so I guess what advice would you give to somebody who is facing that same situation in their life right now whether it be a you know kind of on a massive life journey or dealing with someone who's facing some sort of loss? Um, just go to the word because his word is truth and if there's anything that you can get into your spirit um, is that his word is true. So like for me, like we've faced other situations where we have to believe for healing or we have to believe for miracles and um, just like reading um, like the parable of the persistent woman that Jesus talks about, um, this woman just kept coming up to this. Um, it, it was like a court hearing and there was this judge and he was really unfair. He didn't care about God. He didn't care about people. And um, this woman was like, I need you to like help me. Like my, these guys that are attacking me, like they've done me wrong. Um, they're, they're, it's unfair. I need you to you sort this out. And he didn't care. He just... He was like, whatever. But she kept coming to him and she was persistent. She kept going forward, pleading with him, like, hear out my case. I need you to fix my case. I need you to deal with this. And he didn't fear God. He didn't fear men. 
but the constant persistence, he just went, I need this woman off my back, let it be. And so he just did it. And so I think just believing like we have a faithful God and he wants us to keep coming to him. And he says like, I, I hear your prayers like day and night. He, he, he listens to us and he loves us. And he, his word says that he won't give us bad gifts if we ask for good gifts because we're his children. So um, just that keeping on praying because Amazing. he wants to answer your prayers. Amazing. So good. It's really good. So good. Let's say it's not all about you. And I mean that. The challenges and struggles that we all go through, yes, God is absolutely going to work on you. But what can come out of a victory and to, to get through a struggle and where you can just be such a mess is a message. And that message can not metaphorically but could literally save someone's life mm. so when you're working through something um you know god's gonna he's gonna work it out it's gonna be okay so hang in there but beyond that that power that comes with victory and the freedom that you can speak out of this the overcomer that we are called to be the overcomers you can change someone's life with that someone who can you can then have that empathy and relate to and go i know that struggle because i've been through it and this is what God has in store for, for when you have victory over that. that. That literally can change someone's life mm-hmm. and save someone's life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the test becomes a testimony and the mess can become a message. And that, you know, I, I'm speaking to myself more than any of you because, you know, it, it's just, you can be so caught up in the problem that you just think, come on, God, just fix it for me already. When there's so much more to that. And God, obviously God wants to work through that situation with you, but then what can be on the other side of that is amazing. Mm. Um, so I would encourage you to try and the perspective, just take a step back and mm. uh, hang in there. It's mm. going to be all right. And then there's a lot of P's that I think someone told me once. It was um, prayer, most importantly, persistent, persis- <laughs> persistence, perseverance, perseverance <laughs> persistence, Pashas, persistence. Um, and people, which is back to the original question with, yeah, if you're if you're in something that you're struggling to find the the energy or the, the the space or whatever to pray, ask people in your world to pray for you. Because yeah, so when we yeah. were struggling, well, so when I was struggling in the wilderness, I know for a fact that there were people praying for me, and that yeah. that really shifted things. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting a chance to pray over your own situation, don't be afraid to reach out to anyone in the church to Justin and Hannah. Because getting people to pray is so, so powerful. Yeah, and uh, um, just on that too, I remember hearing, you know, somebody say this was, I think it was in Sydney actually, but he said also just don't underestimate the power of sending out like a scripture to somebody. Mm. And even if you feel like it's falling on deaf ears, I think it was Jamie Drury actually, he just said, my auntie sent me scriptures every day. He said I ignored it for about five years. But eventually... Jamie Malcolm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jamie Malcolm, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually... You know, it, it softened me. So, so yeah, I think it is, you know, even if it feels like the prayers are, you know, not doing anything, keep praying. If it feels like the, the, the scriptures are not doing anything, keep sending them, you know. Keep speaking and, um, yeah, exactly what Sammy said. Keep, keep praying and, like, thinking of people. Um, guys, that's amazing. Um, I can say from, you know, an outside perspective and knowing you guys as well that you know I, I know what you say is 
is 100% true, you know? And it's so great having you up here and watching the journey that both of you have sort of, you know, gone on. It's amazing. Um, and I, was, I guess, is there any, any last words you'd like to say? I mean, it could be a funny story. It could be, um, you know, maybe what was the thing that attracted to Sam first, Chloe? <laughs> um, his muscles. <laughs> no, it was his smile. It was his smile, but then the muscles. <laughs> Heart, then muscles. Little Good did you know that once you get married, they're the first things to go. <laughs> he's promised me um, he's going to yeah, Any final words for everyone here today? Before we, um, before we close it? Uh, just more on a, in a business context, I suppose, and something that I've, I've learned the hard way, and then not that I'm necessarily getting it all right now, but I'm certainly in going a better direction, um, is motive is, is a big thing when you're in business and your motive is correct. Yeah. It, it's a lot easier when God is your center and you, you're, you're trying to build the kingdom, not yourself, not your, yeah, yeah. Not your own bank account. It makes it a lot easier. So I know there's business people in the room, so I just sort of, you know, having really stuffed up and doing it the wrong way and then sort of figuring it out the right way along the way, you, you, you yeah, that's the simple word is motive. If your motive is, is if you, it, and your intentions, if intentions yeah. are good, it, you know, the outworking will sort itself out. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah, and I think um, just like always keeping in mind that when we fall short, that Jesus can fill the gaps and that's in like every area of life in like your marriage in your friendships um in your family um just in your work relationships as well i just um really believe that jesus can fill the gaps and um he's so good oh no it's it's true he is like if you just come to him and if we just ask him he's not gonna let us down amen he will not yes isn't well, she great sammy would you like to close in prayer i'd love to yeah all right no worries. dear heavenly father we just commit this sunday to you we just ask that your words spoke through us as we shared our stories with you, with everyone, and we just ask that your, your peace and your wisdom would guide everyone during this difficult environment we find ourselves in at the moment, but there is still time to pause, time to, to manifest on your word, and we just thank you that uh, you would bless everyone this week and, and just the community that is Coffs Harbour C3 would go out and just reach this beautiful place of Coffs Harbour for you. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. That was amazing.